What's going on, Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's going on, Mighty Warriors? Welcome to Episode 7 of Thriving in the Trenches. Today I got a buddy, Mike the King Clark, with me. Um, he's one of the fellow Alpha Code coaches, and actually, uh, when I first joined up, he was kind of the, the quiet, wise person that whenever he did open up, he uh, had a lot of good input. So he's been through it a lot longer than I have, and uh, we're just going to have a little chat. So, Mike, anything to say? Yeah, that's uh, really cool to, to be on here on your podcast, man. Thank you for having me. Um, Appreciate your time, bro. Yeah. Is in the, the time watching you go through the program and being able to be with you there every step of the way was really cool to um, watch you go through all you went through and be, just be able to be there for you. Yeah, it was definitely a good process. Good journey, man. <laughs> Ongoing. <laughs> it definitely was. Ooh, we'll, we'll jump right into it, man. We'll just start off. Like, You want to give us a little background about yourself, just kind of where you're coming from? Yeah. All right, then. So, uh, let's see here. I was originally born and raised in a Christian household. Now, I kind of rebelled against it, <laughs> kind of faked it the majority of my life until I was about 19. So when I really started turning my life around, I really started becoming legit with it. Mm-hmm. And um, also around that time, was, it was actually about the same time I started experiencing a lot of bad problems in relationships with women. So as recognizing that problem in my life, I had this bad repeating pattern over and over of being like put in the friend zone mm-hmm. and stuff like that with women. And so I set off on a really heavy self-development journey. And I was, I was watching YouTube videos. I was reading books. I would see like relationship coaches, dating coaches, love coaches, life coaches, and all this stuff, spending a mm-hmm. ton of money getting pretty much nowhere <laughs> just but like I, I would see a little bit of change here a little bit there and take all the information i could and try to apply it into my life and try to just get somewhere mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. kind of spent five years just kind of spinning my wheels just like trapped in the mud and i didn't realize up until about a year uh, yeah about a year and a half ago i realized that there was actually an internal problem yeah. There was stuff deep, deep inside, stuff from my childhood that I really had to deal with. And I ended up coming across some really good books that really enabled me to get going on that. But then also in meeting Justin and coming under his mentorship was the that was the big defining moment right there. My life dramatically started changing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good deal, man. I can definitely relate to like the Christian household. I didn't grow up so much in a Christian household, but I went to church with friends and stuff a lot, but it was more a a social game for me, you know? And I think uh, probably back in, I want to say around 2000, 2001 is when I really started walking with God. And then uh, just life happens. And over the course of years fell off and just recently recommitted probably like about a year, year and a half ago, like really digging in. So it's cool. I got a lot of That's right. bad relationships too. <laughs> yeah. Good deal, man. Um, these days, what are some of your passions in life? Like what, what drives you, man? 
And one major, my major passion I have right now is uh, my music. Mm. I've been, I've been a musician for going on 11 years now. All right. What do you play? Yep. What all instruments do you got going on? I play the guitar, banjo, and piano. Banjo. I can get down with the spoons, man. <laughs> <laughs> good I've actually, I've seen uh, professional spoon players on YouTube. They're pretty darn good. Seriously, that's cool. Yeah. I've seen people mess around with it, but never, never the the real thing. Hmm. You in any any bands or anything? Yeah, I play for my church right now. Been so, playing with them for about seven years. Oh, nice, nice. Good deal, man. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Um, we'll transition a little bit talking about just kind of personal growth and in your opinion, like what is personal growth all about? You mentioned like being on a journey yourself and, uh, when you met Justin, that's when it really changed, but what's kind of, um, overall, like, what do you think is, what, what can you offer to people that are playing with the idea and don't quite understand what it is? Yes. In my own self-development journey, I've hit a ton of bricks in the road. Mm. ton of brick walls. I had to climb over tons of stuff. I had to break down. But the biggest thing I've learned over the years is be, being humble, swallowing mm. your pride and recognizing this is something in me I need to fix. Mm -hmm. And for example, you go into confrontation with someone, perhaps a coworker, and you go about it the only way you know how, but the only way you know how is maybe by force. Yeah. Maybe something you learned from your father. But, you know, when you go about confrontation like that, it's never going to go well because then the other person just gets on the defensive. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, as you go through that experience, you recognize, oh, you know what, that didn't go too well. Perhaps I should learn how to handle things better than you learn to develop yourself in that way. Mm. Yeah. Now, I can relate a lot to that too because, I, like, where you say humility, uh, it's, for me, it's a, uh, been a lot of accountability, but the same outcome is really just owning my own stuff and being willing to admit that it's my problem and that I need to fix it. And really, man, not looking for excuses, not looking for people to blame it on. And it's, it's so easy. I mean, I've talked about it a little bit before growing up kind of in the hood, poor and all this crap. Like a lot of people use that as an excuse not to make something. And I could have just as easily have done that myself, but it's like, you know, at some point we all got to be accountable for our own actions. And I think that's definitely going to be a key aspect of any kind of personal development because first step to solving a problem is realizing that there is one, right? Oh yeah. And that's another thing. There is the total ownership. Mm -hmm. you, know, you want to, you really want change. You've got to take up ownership of all your own crap. Like even for me, just uh, yesterday, something happened. I wanted to blame someone else and I realized, no, wait, hang on, slow down. What is my faults in this? What can I do better? Mm -hmm. And that requires you again to swallow your pride and humble yourself. Yeah, that ego is a beast, man. <laughs> oh, man, especially in men. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of, before the Alpha Code, like what kind of other stuff did you do for your own self-development? It was primarily books. Mm. And, uh, I went through... Uh, one particular author who was a big help, it was, you may have heard of him, John Eldridge. Yep, yep. I forget. Wild and, uh, at Heart, right? I, yep, I read his book, Wild at Heart. That was like the big start for me right there. And when I was, as, as I read through that book, chapter after chapter, it was opening up my mind to a whole new world. Yeah. 
of what, what masculinity is supposed to look like, not what I saw it modeled in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I read just book after book from him, and especially his other book, Fathered by God. That mm-hmm. one was a big one as well. I'll have to check that out. I haven't heard of that one. No, that one's excellent. It's like a part two from Wild at Heart. Okay. And I believe there was one other book that was in there. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but yeah, because I read Wild at Heart probably, gosh, about 15 years ago, maybe. Uh, it was mind-blowing because, and if I recall, it talks a lot about how the church specifically kind of wants men to not be men, you know, and it's just kind of trying to tame tame us, so to speak, tame the animal. And it's like, man, we're men. We got to be men, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Justin always. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like what... Uh, in the book, and also what Justin says, as he talks about healthy masculine aggression, mm-hmm. as somebody who, who pushes the envelope isn't afraid to, to go further and who isn't afraid to, I guess, really just speak his mind and fight yeah. for truth. Absolutely. And again, incorporating that, that humility and accountability where you're not just being aggro about it. Because like you said, that confrontation yeah. doesn't get a whole lot of results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't have that humility to back it up, then you're just kind of a man who's just prideful and arrogant and out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right before I joined the Alpha Code, actually, I read a book called, uh, it's called No More Mr. Nice Guy. I can't remember the name of the author at the moment, but that was, it was uh, definitely eye-opening for me because I know like growing up, just different things that I struggled with um, in terms of like my upbringing and whatnot. But it really put kind of like opened my eyes to some of the influences from our past and how they affect our present, like just more so and being very specific and giving examples and talking about certain patterns of behavior probably stems back to this kind of interaction when you were a child and whatnot. And it was, it was probably, yeah, I definitely say it was the start of my journey because that opened my eyes to more. And then that's when, you know, got hooked up with the alpha code and started growing even more and really, again, digging into who I am and what I am and some of the reasons behind it, I guess. So it's definitely, yeah. I, I yeah, no more Mr. Nice guy was an excellent book. Oh, you read that one too. I did. It's, I, I liked it, man. I, I thought it was pretty good. I still got to get into the, uh, was it warrior magician, lover King? I started it, but I've kind of not been reading much lately. Yes. Yeah, uh, that book is also very eye opening as well. It, it's, it was a big help for me. Yeah. What were some of the highlights from that one for you? Let's see, I think for that one, primarily when he talked about the inner King. Okay. Now in, in that book, uh, Rod Boothroyd digs down a lot into self-worth and knowing that you're enough. Mm. And he explains how a lot of the wounds that the inner lover, the inner warrior, magician, the inner King all suffer from is a deep feeling of inadequacy. Because mm-hmm. if your inner king doesn't establish his kingdom, it's because deep down you don't feel you're worthy and, and deserving to establish your own kingdom. Hmm. That's good. Like for you, you, you're the ruler of your own house and your daughters are your, and like your subjects in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you've got to rule your house as a king with love and with, with authority. Absolutely. That's good, but man. for you to do that, you got to know that you are enough. You yeah. are worthy and deserving to have that role. Hmm. 
I like the way you phrase that too, because like the specific thing, like my weakness always is just like, I'm not enough. I'm never enough. And, you know, again, talking about the alpha code until recently, like going through this whole process, I, I never did believe I was enough. So I could see how, I don't know, like it makes me want to read that book more now, like dive into it. <laughs> so good deal. Sold you. Yep. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was halfway there. Now, now I'm committed. So um, I had a follow-up question, but I forgot what it was. So we'll just roll right through that. But I do want to touch just for all the listeners out there. Um, books are a good way to go for, for gathering some information and kind of unlocking, like we're talking about just kind of opening your eyes to different things. But I think sometimes what just reading lacks is a lot of the application. We, we read some things and we get a good idea and we ponder it for a bit. But if we don't do anything with that knowledge, then there's not going to be much forward progress. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. The application is crucial. There was one guy I learned from, I, gosh, I can't remember his name. I remember he had like a really crazy Mohawk. It was like all pink and green. The guy was so freaking smart. He told me it takes me six months to read a book because I read a little bit and I apply it into my life and that I don't mm -hmm. continue reading until I've finished applying it. That's good, man. Yeah. That's a long time to read a book, but if you're getting that much out of it, then why not, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Getting his money's worth right there. Um, let's talk a little bit about your experience with the alpha code, man. Like kind of maybe if you can sum up like sort of where you were when you started, what led you down that path and what your growth process was like going through it. All right. Initially, just before going through it, I was actually very suicidal. I had an HK VP9 locked and loaded, ready to go. And um, at that time, I felt lost mm. in all of what I was trying to learn, all of what I was trying to do and trying to gain in my life. I was still just out of it. I had nothing. And mm. thought, if this is going to be my life, what the heck is the point? Yeah. Two days later, it was actually when I got a message from Justin. And I, I don't believe that was an accident at all. That was a very, very divine timing right there. Absolutely, man. And, and that was a pretty big game changer for me. I just got this notification on my phone. It said, the alpha code wants to follow you. And I'm like, oh, what's this? So as I went onto his page and I thought, okay, well, he must be like one of those like a, like a dating expert or something or whatever. So mm. like, okay, sure. I followed him back. Then he messaged me and said, what you got going on in your life? Got anything, any problems that you're wanting to solve? And I just, I just poured myself out. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm done. Like, cause I got this going on this, this, and this. And I'm, I'm just like opening up to this guy. I don't even know. Mm -hmm. And he wrote back. And we got to talking a little more, and then we set up the we set up a consultation call. We dug we dug even deeper to the problems I was experiencing, and then uh, he signed me up from there. Solid. Yeah, I, I have a very similar experience where you know I think I had originally started following the Alpha Code like I don't know months and months, maybe like a year before I actually like got involved, and I had just forgotten about it, just like going through Instagram, whatever, clicked on something, and. I agree with what you said, like just, you know, I don't believe that it was an accident that 
at the time that I needed it most that somehow we reconnected. Justin, either he sent me a message. I think he sent me a message just randomly on a random Thursday night when I was sitting at home just in the dumps, man. And, uh, you know, not for one second do I believe that that was by accident. Like I, when I talk to people about it, it's like, you know, God brought this to me because it was what I needed at the time. And so it's, uh, it, it's funny how things work out sometimes. Yeah. And uh, real quick, you, you mentioned uh, suicide. And I know I talked about suicidal thoughts in one of my previous podcasts. And I also talked about vulnerability and like kind of along the lines of openness. But I just want to reiterate that if, if you're somebody out there and you're struggling with thoughts, you're feeling like there's no way out or there's no hope or whatever your struggle may be. Like, number one, know that you're not alone. Like people go through this stuff and, uh, it, it sucks and it sucks feeling alone. It sucks feeling like you're the only person in the world having these problems. But now Mike here, myself, like we both talked about having those kind of thoughts and neither one of us are, are weak people. Um, and it, it just, it happens. And, I'd encourage anybody to reach out. And even if you're listening to this and you're feeling kind of bummed out, like reach out to me, reach out to Mike, if you can find him on Instagram, um, whatever. But um, we're here. We're a resource. Um, the Alpha Code at the Alpha Code Academy on, on Instagram. You know, there's there's a lot of resources out there. The bottom line is that you're not alone and don't let that be your solution because there's a lot of other options and you can really live a thriving life. So um, I'll get off the soapbox on that one. But just wanted to throw that out there. Um, my kids are screaming in the background. Hope nobody hears that. <laughs> um, okay. So this is a good one. Um, if you could narrow it down to the single greatest accomplishment, as far as like personal development and personal growth go, um, what would that be for you? Like the biggest obstacle you had to overcome and what are you able to do now that you weren't able to do when that was an issue in your life? That's an awesome question. For me, I would say the biggest obstacle that I conquered was just knowing on a deep heart level that I am enough, hmm. that I, I am adequate just as I am. And when I really, when I, when I got that out of my head, because like there's, I've heard like from the, uh, the HeartMath Institute, they say that there is head knowledge, but there's also heart knowledge because the heart has neurons and it's able to communicate with your brain. And the, the heart is actually more intelligent than your own mind. And when you get something down, you believe it in your heart. That is when the entire body and the external world and the internal beliefs are affected. Hmm. When I really understood that on a heart level and I changed my internal belief system there, that was when the external world really started changing. What kind of changes did you notice initially, like on the, on the upswing on that? Like when you, when you came out, once you got that, that revelation, like what were the immediate things that you started noticing initially? I was naturally more calm, more comfortable mm -hmm. in my own skin. Good deal. Um, I suddenly had this revelation of, I'm going to start a business. And mm -hmm. I went for it. Because you know what? I'm enough. I'm going for it. That's Let's it. Let's do man. this. And my, just knowing that I'm enough and knowing that on a heart level, like even people in life respond to me differently because I was, I had very little confidence and very little self-worth and people would respond to me. They would really just respond to me accordingly. Yeah. And I was, I was also rejected a lot by women that didn't help my self-esteem very much. 
But now that I know I'm enough, my own self-worth isn't dependent on anyone around me, but on the fact that I know who I am and what I stand for and that God has made me as I am. I am enough just as I am. Come on, man. That's strong. Everyone around me responds to me differently. Women respond to me differently. Men respond to me differently. I'm making more friends. I have a growing social circle and lots of people, when they talk behind my back, they have good things to say. That's amazing, man. That's great. I love it. (laughs) It gets me pumped up, man. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) let's do it. Uh, Solid, man. So uh, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, Mike is one of the other leaders in in the Alpha Code. Um, and he does some, his messages sessions with Mike. And so Mike, I want to, I'm kind of curious, like, how'd you come up with sessions with Mike and, uh, kind of what's the, the driving force behind that? Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier from the, that five year period I had where I was learning a lot of stuff and applying it into my life, mm. I accumulated a crap ton of knowledge. I've learned about things from all the way from, from, eye contact to to body language to psychology and and being able to apply those things into my life i decided i wanted to try and spread that knowledge some more and i actually still remember the very first video i did about a year ago and out of the blue i just picked up my phone and was like hey you know, i want to do a live video and talk about the guys with with, with this and um I just wrote down session with Mike out of just spur of the moment. Yeah. And I remember I talked about getting in touch with your emotions and being able to communicate on an emotional level with women Mm. and in developing that own skill in myself was extremely beneficial. And now whenever I approach a woman, I'm talking with some girl in public, I'm able to get down onto that emotional level and they really engage into that and they love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, uh, Mindy, that was one thing she noticed about me that she really loved about me. And so I just, I gave the guys a couple of tips and advice on how they can uh, start doing that. Mm -hmm. And I remember Justin sent me a voice note over Messenger and he just freaking loved it. (laughs) And he said, you know, dude, I want you to keep doing this. This is so powerful. What you, what you shared with these guys. And maybe in the future, we could set this up more. We could have it do it with, uh, with some of the other groups, as I'm doing it now in the Alpha Code community now. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, maybe we could call it like, like power sessions or something. We could work out a, <laughs> some other names. And actually, for about a month or so, I called it power sessions. All right. But then me and Justin, we, we decided, you know, let's just call it sessions with Mike. I like I'm sessions with Mike. It flows. <laughs> yeah, it really does, actually. It's a much better name. But yeah, that's kind of the background behind sessions with Mike there. Good deal. It's kind of similar for me with the the public service announcements from Jonesy. I just one day like I'm gonna share some stuff with people. <laughs> it just came out came out of nowhere, but ran with it. Yeah, and I here I am now. I really enjoy those, man. Cool. I appreciate the feedback on that. Yeah. Good deal. Well, uh, I think we'll probably wrap this up. Is there anything you want to put out? Maybe give everybody a little demo of a session with Mike, a, a abbreviated version or something, whatever you got <laughs> off the cuff. Okay, let's see here. <laughs> let's do it. First off, I want to say thank you for that description in the beginning when you said I was like the quiet but wise one or something <laughs> like that. I, I enjoy that description, actually. 
it's it's who you were man just hanging out but always had good stuff to say when you spoke man yeah remember on one of the group calls you're like whoa he speaks (laughs) 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 so then yeah let's do yeah miniature session with mike here Uh, let's see how about we'll talk about the interpersonal hierarchy so for all the listeners the interpersonal hierarchy is a program we have in our brain and Everyone in our life, we organize them based on their status. It's like, so like, you know, you look at your mom and dad, you'll automatically organize them higher. Or you, you, your little brothers and sisters, maybe a cousin or uncle, you'll automatically organize them in a different order. Mm-hmm. Who's at the top? Who's at the bottom? And naturally, the people at the top, you'll give more respect. And this is like, a, it's like, a, it's a bias that we all have in our brains. And I, it's perfectly natural. It's nothing wrong with it. But I've discovered when you take that and you pretty much throw it out the window, Hmm. when you throw it out the window and you become aware of it, of when you're doing it and you decide, I've decided myself, actually, I'm going to accept everyone as they are. And I'm not going to organize people into different status groups. Hmm, That's good. Now the people that are in authority, naturally you'll organize them higher just because they're in authority and you're, you're naturally going to give them more respect. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to stop you from respecting everyone else and re- and accepting everyone else as they are. Yeah. That's so good, take man. the interpersonal hierarchy, throw it out, and start accepting everyone and s- stop judging people and accepting people where they are in their journey. Hmm. I like it, man. I like it. Everybody's journey is different and nobody's more or less important than the, the next person. So I Heck think yeah. that's a very valid statement there. Good deal, man. Appreciate that. Soft the cuff too. <laughs> Giving <laughs> it out, man. Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, folks, that's about all we got for now. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And you can find me. I actually changed my public Instagram to match up with the podcast name. So now it's at underscore thriving in the trenches. Um, figured it'd make it a little easier for people to find me. If there's topics you want to hear about or just questions you have, uh, feel free to hit me up there, DM, respond to a post, whatever works. And hope everybody's having a great week. That's it for now. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved, you are appreciated, and no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.